0: Member FDIC. G3 assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future. Helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are, right now. You can learn more at VirginiaG3.com. Welcome to the Post Production Podcast. It's your girl, Carrie. And I'm Rachel. Your other girl. The other girl.
1: We are the Post Production Podcast. We talk about what do we talk about, Rachel? We talk about production. Yay. All different types, all different aspects, and our experiences with it. We also get on rabbit trails a lot. A lot. A lot. But welcome to the journey. We're excited you're here. Yes, Rachel, how was your production week? It was an exciting one. It was. It was pretty crazy. I actually gave my junior recital this week. It was awesome. Which is a live production, I guess. But it also was a live stream thanks to COVID. Yeah, so I got to watch it. Yes, it was quite the experience. How was your production week? Well, I know I did things, but nothing in particular is coming to mind. Me every week when you ask me. Well, I did help make
0: a whisper booth, which is like a, a podcasting studio you can make yourself, except it's very expensive. Oh, really? And kind of a beast to put together. <laughs> took four of us, five of us. That's a lot. Yeah, so it's like this little box you can go in and there's like a desk and a light and everything and We set up a mic so people will be able to use their library card to uh, reserve some time in there to, like, record a podcast, for example, or scream or whatever.
1: Scream.
0: (laughs) It's very noise-canceling inside that room. Hey, whatever you need to do in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, what else? See, there's the usual Monday evening yoga live stream. Oh, yes. Yesterday, a rich person came... To tour the library because we asked her for a lot of money so we got to make sure everything looked pretty you know, so I got to do some cool lights in the event center to make it look cool and you know we had people on all the simulators and things I, I did get to play on the uh, the cat simulator today which is not the what cat simulator as in the construction equipment oh and one of those little ditch digger things that was fun i figured out how to very aggressively make the little shovel thing go down and then back up and that was thrilling Oh, the joys of being an AV technician. Yeah. There's also a flight simulator. Big vibe. I've been slowly getting the hang of that because the first several times I would take off and then crash immediately. Oh, dear. And then one time I, st- I started in the air and then I landed and then I rolled down a hill and crashed. Wow. Good times.
1: That takes talent.
0: It does not. Anyway, back to productions. So some there's a, a video production service that helps us get... <laughs> videos let's start that over quite some time
1: okay speaking of planes Uh you know what planes carry mail okay you know what used to go through the mail all of the harry potter movies to my house that's right we're talking about netflix this week yay we're
0: great with these transitions so you know how last week we gave you a brief history of disney well buckle up for a brief history of netflix Yeah. Netflix was founded in 1997 as a DVD rental service through The Mail, uh, which was a great idea because places like Blockbuster, Family Video, those kinds of video rental services were very popular and like booming at the time. And so these two guys who were already relatively successful businessmen were like, what if we make it so that people don't have to get up and go somewhere? So they made Netflix as an online rental service. And VHS tapes were a little too hard to put through the mail, so they were like, okay, DVDs are the perfect product. Uh, So they officially launched Netflix in April of 1998, and people would go online in 1998 and choose from one of a thousand titles on the Netflix website and order some DVDs. So people had to pay per rental at first. Each one was either $2 or $4, somewhere in that range. And then as they grew, the company moved to a subscription-based model in 1999. And so that way people only paid per month because that's how a subscription works. And they could keep up to three DVDs for as long as they wanted. But if they wanted more, they would have to return the ones that they had first and then get more. Netflix very quickly became a huge competitor with Blockbuster and Family Video, and Netflix probably is the reason that Blockbuster went bankrupt. R.I.P. Well, it's interesting because the Netflix CEO in 2002 approached Blockbuster about a partnership, but Blockbuster CEO just, quote, smiled and laughed at him. And this quote also says, in fact, Blockbuster even had a chance to purchase Netflix for $50 million dollars, but obviously that did not happen. So Netflix currently has a market cap of $209.74 billion. Holy cow. That's as of July 2020. That
1: is more than my life is worth.
0: Yeah, and a share price of $476. And Blockbuster is out of business. Yikes. So see how well that worked out.
1: I'm pretty sure the Blockbuster CEO like, doesn't sleep at night anymore. Yeah, but uh, Netflix... Went public in 2002, starting at $15
0: a share, which is crazy compared to where they are where they are now. Then in 2004, there was this whole lawsuit over false advertising because Netflix says un- unlimited rentals, even though you could only rent three at a time, so that's mm-hmm. not technically unlimited, whatever. And there's no way to ensure one-day delivery using
1: snail mail. Honestly, whoever sued Netflix must have woken up and just felt... Chosen violence. Teddy. Yeah, they yeah. woke up and chose violence. <laughs> they were like, I am gonna go get mad. It's like that one lady who sued Red Bull because she didn't actually grow wings when she drank their products. I have never heard about that. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she won. Oh, man. No one fact-checked me on that, but I'm like 79% sure. <laughs> Netflix was like, we didn't do anything wrong.
0: We don't care. And eventually they reached a settlement. But finally... In 2007, Netflix launched their streaming service. Yeah. In 2007 and they started on like PCs. Uh, So it was just like you go to their website and you can watch online. And then as time went on, they teamed up with Xbox, Blu-ray, TV sets to get Netflix as an app on those things and PlayStation smart TVs and Apple devices. Mm -hmm. By 2010, Netflix was downloadable onto pretty much everything.
1: Fun fact, in 2010, we had the DVD rental service. Yeah. Like this was like the last days of the DVD rental service when it was still called Netflix. And like, yeah, we we did this. Thing my mom was like, okay, you have read all the Harry Potter books, and we have determined that you have not turned into a demonic toad yet. So, I suppose you can watch the movies, but the rule was that we could only order one DVD at a time. So, we ordered the first one, and it came like four days later, and we watched it, and then I think I watched it again, and then we sent it back, and then we would wait another four or five days. And so on and so forth until we had watched all eight movies. Yeah, I remember my family ordering
0: DVDs from Netflix. Like, that's how we watched the new releases.
1: And that, like, red envelope thing they came in? mm mm-hmm. yeah. I've never seen an envelope shaped like that ever in my entire life, besides... It was a square. Netflix DVD envelopes. Yeah, it was weird. Have you ever lost a Netflix DVD? Oh, yeah. And we got in so much trouble.
0: mm mm-hmm. we, we lost Chicken Little... Which is the most 2007 thing. Of
1: all the hills to die on, Kiri.
0: (laughs) I actually wasn't allowed to watch it. My parents watched it. (laughs) Uh.
1: Stop it! There are only so many things you can say on this podcast before I resign because I simply can't (laughs) handle them anymore.
0: Look, my parents are great, but uh, the whole the sky is falling and the weird alien stuff that happened in chicken little i've still never seen it but i've seen enough about the it the
1: sky is falling
0: yeah put it on you know. the list anyway chicken little mysteriously disappeared and we we still couldn't find it even when we moved out of that house so i don't know it it, <laughs> it vanished which is very a very chicken little thing for it to do honestly yeah so obviously the video streaming service began to outperform the dvd rental service and originally with the subscription service you could have both the streaming service and the rental service but in 2011 they split that and made people pay separate fees for both and people who actually wanted both were really mad about that yeah it was a big deal yeah and and eventually people chose the streaming service over the mail because it, it you know they didn't have to pay for the mail And so Netflix, the company, officially split the two services and the DVD rental service became Quickster. Have you heard of Quickster? Literally never. Yeah, me neither. So I guess we obviously know how that went. Yeah, but now Netflix has like lots of awards and everything for their original series like Orange is the New Black, House of Cards, Stranger Things, all of those that are now very popular. And Netflix is everywhere. Everyone has Netflix. It's yet another world superpower. Honestly. (laughs) And the corporate world. And that was your brief history
1: of Netflix. I feel like we also left out an important point. That you somehow conveniently skipped over mm. in your brief history of Netflix. We need to talk about how the mid-2010's meme culture spawned the dawn of our societal downfall, which was the term Netflix and Chill. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, it's okay. Google it. <laughs> and if you do know what that is, we're gonna move on now. But I'm just saying. Everything started going haywire after the Netflix and chill memes started circulating. That is when the world started falling off the edge. Yeah. <laughs> that is when the sky started falling, one could mm-hmm. say. Yeah, I was really confused when I started seeing
0: those <laughs> memes where it was like, Netflix and chill and it gives you this look and it's some really stupid picture.
1: I was too. I was like, what? Like, what? I had to ask one of the like senior guys at my high school and they thought it was really funny that I asked. Look how satisfyingly bendy this straw is. It's beautiful. It's so springy. I love it. Is it rubber? Silicone? Yeah, it's like a silicon. It's by the brand Flathead. Not sponsored. I stole it from my (laughs) housemate, and I plan on returning it. For the longest time, I thought it was pronounced silicone. Oh, yikes. Actually, I think I said silicon for a long time, so we might be in the same boat here. Anyway, Rachel's saving the environment one straw at a time.
0: Yay. Or actually, that's not how it works. Rachel's saving the environment with just one straw. Indeed. With her housemate's straw. Yes. The last straw.
1: <laughs> I got these really nice metal straws for Christmas, like my freshman year.
0: Those are so clanky, though.
1: They're not, like, I got them, <laughs> my mom got them for me, and they're from Pampered Chef, which is hilarious because i am not classy enough to own anything from pampered chef but now i have these two, these two like indestructible metal straws. And I love them. Like I use them every single day. How
0: do you know they're indestructible?
1: Well, I'm about to tell you how they're indestructible (laughs) because I'm about to go farther down the rabbit trail. Because like freshman year when metal straws were all vogue, one of my good friends used to drink her coffee out of her mug, like her hot coffee with a metal straw. And it looked so dumb. And I told her as much. (laughs) And she walked into... One of her political science classes and the professor who just has this like super dry deadpan sense of humor. Just like me. He, he looked at her when she walked in with her metal straw and he was like, I just read a news story about how a drunk woman fell and died because she stabbed herself with her own metal straw. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like moved on with his teaching. And my friend was like disturbed. So that's how I know. My metal straw is indestructible. It could impale me before I could impale it. Let's just put it that way.
0: Yeah, see, I just carry a water bottle around everywhere.
1: Yeah, but you look like a soccer mom.
0: I'm okay with that.
1: Whereas I look like a cool kid. (laughs) Because I have my Walmart cup with this weird rubbery straw that I stole from my housemate. And I look so classy. Mm -hmm. One could say I look like a person.
0: She's rocking the wet hair look right now. Yes,
1: yes. Honestly, like, typically, if I weren't podcasting, this might be a night where I, like, lay in my bed, like, in Amoeba, and I just, like, watch Netflix and rot. I
0: thought you were gonna say chill.
1: I was looking for synonyms, (laughs) and then I just gave up. (laughs) So, Netflix. Okay, what is on your Netflix list right now? Oh, I love to play this game. Because my Netflix list is one of the more chaotic institutions in my life. Because I I just recently set up my own Netflix account, you know, like not watching on
0: someone else's account. And I don't know, hang on, I'm going to unplug the power here and turn on the TV and look. So my Netflix list isn't very populated right now. Okay,
1: mine is very populated. So I think the best move might be that I'm just going to read these out with no context. And you're going to react. All right. I should preface this with um, I've been building this Netflix list since like probably 2015. I've been building my Netflix list since January. Incredible. <laughs> All right. We have Gilmore Girls, NCIS, The Forensic Files Collection, The Dolly Parton Documentary, Heartland, That Like Weird Show About Horses, The Jeffrey Epstein Documentary, Stranger Things, which I have not watched yet, but I put it on my list. The Flash, Mindhunter, Inception, the documentary um about like the gymnastics uh sex abuse scandal. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. They they put out a documentary called Athlete A. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard really good things about it. Moving on, the Blackpink documentary, <laughs> Miss Americana, have you seen it yet? I have. Is it good? I haven't seen it. Yes, it's
0: good. Okay, something I don't like about Netflix is that if you stay on a title for too long, it starts playing it, and that's what's happening right now.
1: Oh, it's so annoying. Just mute your TV. I can do
0: that. Okay, it's muted. Anyway, yes, I have seen Miss Americana. I thought it was pretty good. Like, my housemates and I, when we lived in your house, watched it the day it came out.
1: Oh, wow. That's dedication. Let's see. I also have Miracle, that, like, hockey movie. One minute, I locked my roommate out by accident. (laughs) You're so high maintenance. So is this just your list or is this recommended? This is my list. Oh. Of like titles I have saved.
0: Okay, see some of these are titles you mentioned way back in our TV shows episode. Mm-hmm. When we were talking about guilty pleasures and you were trying to guess mine, when in fact, you watch these shows or want to watch these shows. <laughs> Anyways. So pretty much exactly what I expected. Lots of crime shows, lots of documentaries.
1: I, we're not even halfway. Oh boy.
0: Well, what are the highlights?
1: Um, I have the Justin Timberlake concert film saved. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Um, Grey's Anatomy. New Girl. I love New Girl. New Girl's on my list too. I didn't expect to love New Girl. You guys are not like a, I'm not a sitcom rom-com person, but it is so enjoyable to watch. Let's see... Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, which is like the follow-up series. The Disappearance of Madeline McCann. (laughs) Riverdale. Of course. Making a Murderer. The Bling Ring. That like weird movie with Emma Watson in it that I haven't seen, but I have saved because I know that someday I will be tired enough to want to watch it. Um, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. The what? The Sack Lunch Bunch. It's John Mulaney and a bunch of children. Great. That actually sounds pretty entertaining. Okay, I don't think you've seen this movie, but you should save it. It's called Rim of the World. Okay. It's like a TV fourteen alien movie about like a bunch of adolescents who get stuck at summer camp during an alien invasion, and it is so good. Okay. Like me and my brother watched it. He was like probably eleven when we watched it I would have been like 19 and we we had so much fun like we watched it again the next day which I never do I found uh
0: looking for things that I watch to add to my list as we speak uh (laughs) to make my list look a little more interesting I just passed a documentary called the last block called the last blockbuster
1: hmm oddly relevant to this episode oh yeah
0: This nostalgic documentary reveals the
1: real story of
0: Blockbuster's demise and how one last location in Oregon keeps the spirit of a bygone era alive.
1: Wait, Netflix is literally rubbing the salt in the wound. Oh yeah, they are. They're like, you turned down purchasing us? Well, we are gonna carry this documentary about your demise and rub it in forever. So, my list... Where is it? Yeah, now that we've gone through the highlights on mine, I'm intensely curious to hear what you've built up in two months.
0: So I've got Miss Americana, which I've already seen, Beyonce's Homecoming, mm, mm-hmm. I
1: haven't watched that yet, but I want to. Oh, Kiri, it's so
0: good. Uh, the Taylor Swift's Reputation Tour, yep. I've watched that. That one's good. Uh, New Girl, we've been over that, The Great British Baking Show,
1: Oh. Love it. I've heard such good things about that.
0: It's it's so well produced. It's just so bright and like it, everyone is so nice to each other and the cooking is cool. Uh, it's a good show. Uh, the Crown. Oh, my mom loves that show. Yeah. Now, the the first episode, they show uh, a lung surgery. Delicious. So that's the, like five minutes in. It gives you an idea of what you're in for, which is great. Avatar: The Last Airbender community the good place victorious that's
1: it that's incredible what so okay now what is netflix recommending to you oh dear honestly i'm so all over the place like i watch like conspiracy documentaries all the way to stand-up comedy all the way to expose series disney movies yeah but you could just do that on Disney+. Plus. Well, I still have The Princess and the Frog saved on here, which I'm surprised it's still on Netflix. Right? Yeah, I think a great way to get to know someone is to just look through their Netflix list. Maybe. I feel like you would just look through my full list and just get super confused. Because my top picks for Kiri are, looks like an Ariana Grande
0: tour movie, Ay. tour documentary. I might actually add that. I like her. I kind of like concert movies because you can watch the concert from home.
1: Oh my gosh, my top pick is How to Get Away with Murder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is. It knows me too well. Bratz the Movie. Wow, Kiri. (laughs) Dynasty. Okay, all these old victorious cast members are on here.
1: This one makes sense. It recommends The Trial of the Chicago 7, which is very much along the lines of When They See Us. Jenny and Georgia. That <laughs> I think that's new. Three of my top picks are Breaking Bad, The Umbrella Academy, and Designated Survivor. That is such a span of content. Live in Maddie. Insatiable. Don't uh, know what that is. I was- Have you seen Enola Holmes at all? I've seen like half of it. What did you think of the half? I thought it was cute. I have not watched it yet, but it has been recommended to me many times. Yeah, Henry Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes. Aw. Oh, The Legend of Korra? Yeah, that's... I, I didn't watch very
0: much of that, but we should watch Avatar The Last Airbender first. I think there's a way that you can watch Netflix... With friends remotely.
1: Yeah, it's called Netflix Party. I've used it way too many times.
0: We should do that and actually make a reaction series to Avatar The Last Airbender. True. Netflix Party weekend plans anyone? Uh, 13 Reasons Why. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Gross. Jane the Virgin, Sophia the First.
1: Aw. Naruto. So
0: perfect for you. Julie and the Phantoms. Okay, these are just getting more and more random, I think because I haven't watched very much on here at this point right all right that's enough of that but yeah yours yours were pretty unsurprising
1: yeah r.i.p oh it also recommends the da vinci code i've heard that's good which i haven't seen but i've heard really good things about i'm gonna add that to my list i know benedict cumberbatch is in it oh my man you have a lot of men uh yeah i do sorry everyone (laughs) this this podcast is literally just me fangirling over different people in production every week so whether that's like women who I want to be or men who I'm like hmm. like (laughs) anyways Kiri yes if you were to produce a Netflix original series Hmm. what would it be and why and why yeah
0: well like I've had all sorts of ideas for original series like I've always wanted to write a successful or not not successful but a believable mystery series Ooh. it's like something funny but also just dramatic enough that it keeps you hooked with just enough mystery but it still makes sense you know mm-hmm. and that's hard to do a couple summers ago i like outlined an idea i had for a mystery series and i started writing it but the dialogue was very clunky because all i had was an outline and not actual like character development right so i just kind of tossed that aside and left it there <laughs> But I've also always wanted to do uh, like a historical piece, like something I've been really fascinated with the 1960s lately. Mm -hmm. So like maybe something that takes place in that time, like in a cafe or whatever.
1: That could be really cool, actually. Like you could, you could like have a picture of the 60s and have like, cultural conversation from the 60s but like all just from a cafe window yeah like you tell the story through like snippets of conversation overheard and newspapers left behind and protests you see going by on the street yeah
0: and like sit-ins and things like that too were happening and yeah uh lots of world events yeah okay I could get down to that. Okay, plans.
1: I know what we're doing when we graduate (laughs) or when I graduate.
0: And remember I was talking about that America in Color series? That was uh, not on the History Channel. It was on the Smithsonian Channel, which is on the new Paramount Plus app. And I found it and I watched the one about the 1960s. And it only focused on a few specific topics. So it didn't go into great depth about everything that happened because a lot of stuff happened. The 1960s were a wild time. So much happened. But yeah, like it would have that 60s aesthetic and like we would have our main characters with their main conflicts and plot and such, but also history is happening around them and it's happening in the cafe with all the people talking about it. Hmm, yeah. I'd have to like make a story out of that. What about what about you? Hmm. It's like, we could work on the 60s thing together.
1: True, true. I think that'd be fun. I think if I did an original series... I think it'd be really cool to do either a tour documentary, like following a musician, probably a band. I like bands because there's more humanity involved. There's more like diversity of perspectives. So there's a lot to explore if you follow a band through their tour. Yeah, I think I would either do a, a tour documentary or I would do a documentary following like a group of performing artists through their transition out of music school and into the world of career musicians so that's like one of my more niche interests in terms of filmmaking I think
0: yeah see like there there are two different types of concert documentaries there's the ones that actually like have interviews and go through the whole process of preparing for it and the, the lot the touring life and stuff and then there's the ones that are just like the Taylor Swift Reputation Tour or Beyonce's, I immediately forgot the title at this moment. Oh, Homecoming. Uh, where it's just the concert. Yes, Homecoming, where it's just the concert.
1: Yeah, there's like concert film versus like a true documentary. I think it actually would be really cool to strike a balance between the two. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome to include like full songs or full moments from different concerts on the tour. Yeah. But also include the musicians like preparing for the tour and, you know, composing music new music on the road and their hardest moments and their highest moments and then i think it'd be cool like at the end of the tour documentary to have each person like sit down alone in front of a camera and just reflect on how they got to that point in their lives
0: yeah the pentatonix documentary that they did years ago it was for their on my way home tour i watched that when it came out and that they did a pretty good job of balancing that i thought Although I didn't like that they didn't show the whole concert, like they didn't show every song they only showed like a select few in between interviews. but I thought it was okay they They did spend a lot of time focusing on how they make their music while they were on that tour. They were in the middle of making their first original album, so they showed a lot of the songwriting process and then practicing their parts for some of those original songs that no one had heard up at the up till that point, so it was all very exciting. But anyway, yeah, Netflix is, I mean...
1: We've tackled Disney and Netflix two in a row, which yeah. both are just these huge conglomerates. Netflix is a little more focused because they're not also creating theme parks and right. building giant studios and all this stuff. But they are moving more into original content now. Yeah.
0: And they, they also give us titles from lots of other producers. Hmm. Yeah. Lots of other companies. Except for Disney. True, true. Apparently. My main issue with Netflix is whatever I actually want to watch is never never actually on there. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep.
0: But then... We have all these other streaming services, so uh, you can just go and search for it somewhere else Yeah, if you have other streaming services.
1: Yeah, the thing I like about Netflix is if you're in the mood to just browse and watch something, Netflix is great because you can find such a wide diversity of content there. You know what I mean? Like there, if you just browse through Netflix, there is definitely something for any mood you're in, which I think they've hit on that really well in terms of mixing original productions and then just films from other people that they carry
0: they do have a really wide variety of options but
1: yeah never what you actually want to
0: watch but sometimes like if you give the algorithm enough to uh work with maybe they'll bring up something that you actually do want to watch like they will bring up something that looks interesting i think we all spend more time browsing than we do actually watching whatever it is that we're looking for Mm -hmm. like just spend half your dinner time searching true for something something worth my time
1: anyways if you feel like consuming some media that you don't have to spend 10 years browsing for you can check out other episodes of post-production podcast by following our podcast on whatever streaming platform you're on and checking out everything else we've posted we are what number is this now 58 yes we have 57 other episodes out Uh, plus one little bonus one so you can go scroll through and listen to whatever your heart desires and we release new content every single saturday every week so join the post-production posse we hope you enjoyed this episode Kiri, where can listeners of Post Production Podcast find us on socials?
0: Uh, well, on Instagram, you can follow us at Kiri underscore Jones, and at Rachel HNH, and let us know what your favorite Netflix documentary is we want to know. And you can do that by sharing this episode to your Instagram story, tagging us, and just telling us, hey, my favorite Netflix documentary is the one about Blockbuster. And we <laughs> will. We will watch it. Also, remind us to do an Avatar The Last Airbender reaction series.
1: Indeed. Over
0: Netflix party or whatever it's called. Yes. Because we actually need to actually do that. Eventually. Eventually. Someday.
1: One day when we both have time and we're not doing a million other things,
0: we will do it. You can also follow us on TikTok at Pod. You can see our very famous TikTok about PBS kids. And you can
1: also see my reaction to Rachel's recital. Indeed. It was uh, certainly an quite a reaction to a classical recital yeah you're over hyping it but yeah yes Uh, (laughs) indeed well until next time happy podcasting happy netflixing and happy chilling oh dear i
0: hey i didn't say netflix and chill i just said happy chilling you know you can be chill and be happy
1: with that this has been the (laughs) Post post production Goodbye now. Bye.
0: Take advantage of Johnson & Johnson's Winter Wellness Event and get rewarded. It pays to be prepared for the season. Get sweet deals from Johnson & Johnson's Winter Wellness Event now through December 3rd. If you purchase $15 or $25 of participating products at BJ's, you can get a $5 or $10 reward. Plus, you can even enter to win a Visa Rewards card. Purchase at BJ's, upload your receipt, and choose your reward. It pays to be prepared at BJ's.